Episode 123, Road Trip, Part 16, Chesapeake Bay to Charlottesville. A lobster dinner. That's what stood out from our next stop in Federalsburg, Maryland. Not for the lobster, though the lobster was a treat, but for the conversation and company. 29 years ago, Brenda's brother had visited us in Anchorage. He had driven up the Alaskan Highway in his black Pontiac Firebird. He didn't know where he was going, in every sense of the word. He was in his 20s, and at that stage of life where everything is possible and yet nothing is possible. He stayed with us for perhaps six months, during which time he sold the Firebird, tried his hand at selling vacuum cleaners, and struggled to make some sense out of life. Then one dark, rainy night in February, I took him out to Anchorage International Airport. He wore a backpack. It was raining so hard. I remember seeing him in my rearview mirror as I pulled away from the curb, standing alone. He was headed to Seattle on the red-eyed shuttle, intent on walking across America. This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. Reg walked out of the Seattle airport and headed east. The walk was intermittent. The country was so beautiful that he could not do it alone. The beauty has to be shared, he wrote. He heard of a group of folks that were walking across the country and joined them. When they got to the Atlantic, they stopped. Two days before the end of the trip, Reg bought a bottle of pop in a little general store and sat down on the steps to drink it. A beautiful young woman stopped her car in front of the store. She approached him and asked if he had change for a quarter so she could make a phone call. Twenty-six years later, we were eating lobster dinner at their table just a few miles from that little store in Denton, Maryland. We were joined by their 24-year-old son and lady friend. The food, the company, and the conversation were memorable. The Firehouse Coffee Shop now sits in an old brick building in Denton. We found out about that even before we got to Regis. They live in the country. Flatland, pasture, and woods lay all around. We biked around the country roads. There were horses, lots of horses, race horses for sulky racing. We drove down to the end of the peninsula, stopping at many small towns, sampling the coffee shops and lunch stops. The countryside is again divided between rundown shacks and obvious poverty on one hand, and then large, beautiful mansions or McMansions set back off the road. They told us that Dick Cheney and Donald Rumsfeld recently bought houses in the area. This would be a good place to retire if one wanted to raise a few horses and not pay very much money for land or house. Boating, fishing, and hunting are also easily available. And if you want a big city, Baltimore and Washington, D.C. are within a couple of hours. We drove off of the peninsula on a Sunday morning and headed west. We had completed our journey east. This really was the end of our planned trip. We were to freelance on our way back home, 
We didn't know if we would be in a hurry to return home or if we would still have some wanderlust to satisfy. We jumped off the major road as soon as we hit the mainland and took a road south to avoid D.C. We ate lunch in Fredericksburg, Virginia, a beautiful town. This was the first time on our trip where I thought for a moment that this might just be a better place to live than where we do live. The downtown is old and intact. People are on the streets, and everything looks alive. They also have a great coffee shop called the Hiberian Coffee. It's worth a stop. It was early, and we had miles to go. Civil War battlefields started to pop up and call for a stop. We toured a bit of the Chancellorville battlefield. There was a time in my life when this would have held my interest for a full day. Something's changed. We moved on and didn't stop in another battlefield. I can see how one could easily get involved in a historical tour of this area. We had other things in mind. Montpellier, James Madison's home, came into view just around a bend. We stopped. A beautiful place. Interesting to see the splendor in which this guy and his famously beautiful Dolly lived. The slave quarters did cast a cloud over the entire estate. We drove on to Charlottesville and spent the night. The following morning, we headed to Monticello, the home of Thomas Jefferson. We were told by the guide that the pronunciation was Monticello, like the musical instrument. The home is well-preserved and grand, and yet somehow a bit modest compared to James Madison's. We took a tour of this house and the working quarters that provided for his plantation lifestyle. Jefferson defines what is meant to be a Renaissance man. His home and his possessions illustrate his abilities. On the path leading to the entrance to the home and grounds was a graveyard for slaves of the plantation sort of an ominous beginning. We found ourselves at lunchtime, and we were not getting any further west. Then we saw a sign for the Blue Ridge Parkway. We knew that it led south to Asheville and the home of Thomas Wolfe. We took the turn. This is Retirement Talk.